Hi there and welcome to Inside Rugby League, the podcast brought to you by the Yorkshire Evening Post. My name's Richard Byram and joining me on the line again as usual this week is my colleague Peter Smith. Peter, as you'll know, is the Yorkshire Evening Post Chief Rugby League Writer and he's just had a busy weekend covering the Easter matches. I was off last week and in my absence my team Wakefield Trinity seemed to, not only the wheels have come off but the doors and the windows too. Leeds seem to be improving but still aren't winning. And it seems to be Castleford at the moment, Peter, of the, the, our three local teams who are doing the best. Well, they got maximum points over Easter, which is no mean feat. Um, didn't see the game against Wakefield, but obviously I was at uh, the Jungle on Monday when they beat Leeds. And to be honest, I thought Castleford were poor. Yeah. Um, they started well, got 8-0 up, but after that, they, they just lost the way. They made a lot of mistakes. They invited Leeds back into the game um, just just couldn't really regain a grip on um, on proceedings and I, and I thought they were fortunate to win the game that said um, the fact that Castleford are now able to play that poorly and win shows that they've um, they've made some strides in recent weeks they've gone three straight league wins now albeit there was a cup exit in the middle of all that well they're knocking on the door for the top six um They've still got some players out, particularly Danny Richardson, obviously the um, the halfback. So considering those circumstances, I think Cass are, are starting to steady the ship a little bit and are, are looking in decent shape at the moment. Um, I think with the start they've had, they're going to find it difficult to get much above um, fifth or sixth place, but they're, they're right in the hunt for a playoff place. Um, as for Leeds... Uh, now officially the worst start in the club's history. They've won one of their opening 10 games and that's never happened before. Um, this is a club that was founded in 1890. Um, so these are, are dire times for the Rhinos. I do think performances are improving a little bit, certainly in terms of, terms of spirit and determination. They, they were the better team against Huddersfield. They should have won that game. I'm still not quite sure how they managed not to win it. There were 20 points to 10 up with two minutes to go and then conceded back-to-back tries. It just shows, really, that they've forgotten how to win rugby league games. Against Castleford, they were never in front, but they got level with just about a quarter of the game remaining. And and then just another incident of, um, of ill-discipline cost them when James Bentley... Gave a penalty away for a high tackle in front of Castleford's posts. They kicked the two points and while he was in the sin bin, scored um, a try and a conversion. So that made the difference really. And it's he's been banned for two matches. That's his second ban this season. Um, St. Tetevano picked up a two-match suspension following the game on Thursday against Huddersfield. That's his second ban of the season. I was just looking at his um, stats. He made his debut March last year. By my reckoning, he's been eligible for, I think it's about 38 games and he's been suspended for 11 of those. Um, So it's not a good record, is it? It's costing the team when Leeds have players simbined and then banned. They're absolutely down to the bare bones for Friday's crucial game against Toulouse. And I think when the new coach comes in, whoever that may be, whenever that may be, I think 
the first item on the agenda has to be sorting out the discipline because it's just killing leads. It's leaving them with far much, far too much to do, and it's not acceptable to keep having players simbined and, and banned. Um, they've had something like twelve yellow cards um, this year, including pre-season. And that's just a, a shocking record and, and it, they need to get it sorted out. Um, the interim head coach, Jamie jones McCann, is talking about it on a regular basis, saying our discipline has to be better and the players just don't seem to be listening to him. That said, I think they're, they're in better shape than they were um, four or five weeks ago. The spirit looks better and they look like they're getting close to a win. But if they don't beat Toulouse, who are the only team below them in the table, then they're going to be in a very deep hole and it's hard to see where the next win will come from. Um, difficult times for the Rhinos. The one positive you can point to really from Monday was the two 17-year-olds who made the debut, Max Simpson and um, Jack Sinfield. It's not often you have two 17-year-olds in the same team, never mind making the debut in the same side, both starting. Well, I thought they looked assured Max is a, a unit, as they say, he's a strong runner, um, athletic. I thought he carried the ball very well. And Jackson Field, very difficult circumstances with Blake Costin going off injured after 10 minutes. So he found himself as the only specialist half for most of the game. But he visibly grew in confidence. Um, and I thought he was very assured. I think it's very early for them both to be playing in the first team. But the experience will do them good. Um, and I'll, I would expect at least one of them to play against um, Toulouse this week. I don't think you can expect too much from young kids at that stage of the career, but they both look like um, look like good talents for the future. Yes, that's always good to see, because um, Jack Sinfield, the, the son of one of Leeds' all-time greats, Kevin, and uh, you know, as we've said many times on this show. Fans always like to see players uh, from their own clubs coming through into the first team. And it's fair to say down the years, Leeds have always been good with that, haven't they, producing their own players. And the fact that he's the son of, of Kevin just makes it even greater and, and a, a greater story and somebody I'm sure whose career will both follow with interest. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd just like to say, I mean, obviously at the Evening Post, we're, we're not shy about saying he's Kevin Sinfield's son. But he's, he's obviously got um, talent and um, talent and composure and a good temperament in his genes. But he's not Kevin, he's Jacksonfield. And, and I think his name puts him under an awful lot of added yeah. pressure. It's tough enough as a 17-year-old halfback when you're supposed to be running the team around, around the park. So I hope people just, just bear that in mind and, and don't put too much pressure on him don't treat him as the son of Kevin although I mean that's inevitable isn't it but yeah. but let's see what he can do in his um, in his own right I think that probably played a part in Kev leaving the club to go down to um, to Leicester just to, to sort of separate himself a little bit from from Jack's career he wants Jack to make it on his own in his own right and I think everybody has to give him a chance to um, to do that but you know if he's half as good as his Dad, then um, then Leeds are obviously onto a bit of a winner there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good point. And yeah, at the time when Kevin left, I didn't I didn't really think of that that side of it. But you you would understand it, particularly from somebody like Kevin, who'd be keen to allow his son to develop in his own time. And 
in his own integrity and in inverted commas, as it were, Kevin would, I'm sure, be the last person expecting any favours for his own son because of who he was. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good point that I hadn't thought of at the time when, when Kevin moved on. But, uh, you know, hopefully it, it works out well for Jack. As, as you rightly say, he, he should be given a, ch a chance in his own right. <laughs> like many sons of famous Spartan fathers, as you pointed out, he'll, he'll be reminded of that on a regular basis anyway. Probably more in the bad times than good. But, uh, you know, certainly... Uh, a great story from us in the media to, to follow it in the years to come. And as you say, if Leeds have unearthed yet another gem, then all the better for the club too. Um, good points you made there too about the disciplinary side of things, Peter. I mean, that's it's just madness, isn't it? Even even if a team got to the grand final, challenge cup final, and, and, and you managed to play in every game without being injured, you're not looking at many more than, I would say, 35 games a year. I am perhaps maybe 40 absolute maximum with a couple of internationals, but to be missing for a quarter of those through non-injury reasons. Uh, and, you know, players do make mistakes, and obviously in the, the heat of the battle and so on, high tackles do go in or the red mist descends and someone throws a punch or whatever. Nobody's you, Nobody's perfect, should I say. Everybody's human. <laughs> um, but, you know, to... <laughs> To uh, you know, to be missing that number of games is is truly unprofessional, isn't it? And you know, I mean, quite often the solution, you know, if if they're not going to accept the game bans, then you know, hit hit them in the pocket. You know, rugby players don't like to to lose their money, and particularly when there's not many bonuses floating around at Headingley either. You know, if you're not going to to behave on the pitch, are you going to give away uh, silly suspensions or incur silly suspensions? Then maybe then you should lose some of your money for the time that you're not playing. There's got to be something done. And as you say, I mean, you've mentioned several times on here that I think just before we went off on our little break there, that it was the first time Leeds had had a, a full full squad or, or nobody banned, I think I'm right in saying, this season. Yeah. And, and and they have a couple of games the week. And, and again, it's a peril of the game. Players are going to get banned. But when it's the same old... Suspects, uh, you know, I noticed the former Leeds player, Luke Gale, over at Hull. He he's just picked up another two-game ban for tripping, and he's gone over there as the captain to try and help turn Hull around. But he's he's already missed a large chunk of games this season, and uh, you know, in those games where you know you might be losing 16-14 or by a try or a converted try, guys like Luke are the ones who open up the opposition defence. I'll kick that goal that nobody else can, and that's what you pay them their money for. So, you know, maybe that's, you know, like they're having football where they have a list of fines for various misdemeanors. Maybe that's the way forward for rugby teams too. I'm sure they do to a degree, anyway. But uh, you know, I'm sure the the captain and and uh, the the coaching staff will be having a real look at that, and you know, whenever the new man comes in at Leeds, whoever that may be. And uh, just just to look at my own team, Wakefield, for a few minutes, I, I went off full of optimism and cheer for a, a week's break and came back and uh, it seems to have all gone wrong again down at Bellevue. And, you know, fair enough in the Challenge Cup. That was disappointing from a personal point of view because as regular listeners know, uh, you know, I've always wanted to see Wake at Wembley again and it looked like a good opportunity, particularly in the form they were in. Um, and then, no, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. 
Not this year. It's the finals at Tottenham. Tottenham, of course. Sorry, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Again, well, I, I, the... you're not the only person no. to make that mistake. I've written the road to Wembley a few times. And oh, no, hang on. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Well, that, that that proves we're live anyway. So, <laughs> but no, yeah. well, I mean, we were talking as well, weren't we, about the fact that Tottenham was a kind of a, a bit of a unique one-off, wasn't it, yeah. for, for for teams? But either way, they're not going to London then, and uh, and that's a great shame. But then to sort of kind of follow that up with uh, another defeat to Castleford, you know, you'd have thought there'd have been some incentive there, having gone out of the cup to put an end yeah. to that miserable run against Cass, but. Again, they, I haven't. I've seen the highlights of that game, and, and obviously the game looked to be over. Well, you know, well in in the first half, really. You know, Wakefield seemed very slow in defence, and Castleford. I mean, the, the try that Paul McShane scored in particular was just. You'd be embarrassed at, at under eight level, wouldn't you, to concede a try like that, let alone as a pro, uh, playing the ball and then nobody reacting and him just nipping through and scoring. Um, I meant no wonder the cast players were laughing. And then uh, again yesterday, perhaps not expecting much against Wigan with a, 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 new, a sort of reshaped side. Um, looked to stop the rot a bit in the second half, but uh, having gone from feeling so optimistic, it's a bit worrying again because Wakey seemed to be one of those teams who can put together a run of wins, but very quickly if they lose one, they can also lose five or six in quick succession. And to lose, although they are still bottom, do seem to be showing signs of improvement. Although they seem to be competitive in a lot of the games. I know we've said before that they're more likely to win more games at home than away, um, but they, you know, they're still hanging around, aren't they? And they're beating Saints. That's their one win, so they're more than capable of beating Wakey there. For an example, if Wakey don't pull the socks up, uh, so let's let's hope this week and away at Hull KR who had. A, a good win, ironically, against Toulouse, didn't they, yesterday? So, um, you know, be, that'll be a tough game for Wakefield at the weekend, I'm sure. Yeah, you're right about Wakefield. That Wakefield tend not to be a team that might win one, lose one. They, they'll go on a, a run, as you say, of four or five wins and then lose a similar number of games. It's strange how that, that works out. But I, I still think that they're good enough to, to be comfortably away from um, away from the bottom of the table. Whether they'll be a top six team, we'll have to wait and see. But I, w- I wouldn't expect them to get drawn into a relegation dogfight unless they unless they get a lot of players injured or suspended. Um, I think the, I think the squad's good enough to to finish well clear of um, of the foot of the table. And Willie Poaching does seem to be doing a. A good job in his first season as um, as head coach after after a spell as interim coach last year. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday, and we're expecting at some point this week an announcement about Leeds Rhinos' next head coach. Um, it's very unusual this because um, normally in rugby league, rugby league leaks like a sieve, yes. and yeah. you tend to know what's going to happen at any club. Um, but Leeds have kept the identity of their man, assuming that they've got someone picked out, very quiet. Um, lots of names being banded about. I'm regularly getting calls from people saying it's so-and-so. Um, but at the moment, no confirmation on anything. 
Gary Hetherington, the chief executive, said he wants someone with uh, seniority and experience. You would think that possibly rules out um, Ryan Carr, who was, has yes. been among the favourites. He's an Australian. He's only 33, and he's, he's only experience at head coach level is a year at Featherstone in the championship. So um, that would seem to rule him out. Um, Paul Green, the Queensland coach, ex-North Queensland Cowboys, is a name that's being mentioned more and more over the last um, the last few days. Um, Sean Wayne is somebody who would fit the bill. The England coach, former Wigan boss, um, guided them to three Super League titles. Um, there are some people who who are are um, strongly pushing Danny Ward's cause. He he'd certainly been interesting choices out of rugby league at the moment. He's doing some work in rugby um, rugby union down in the London area, but he did a good job in charge of um, in charge of London Broncos. They won ten games the year they got relegated, which is more than any other relegated team. Um, so there are some good candidates out there, but. Um, so far, we've not really had any clues as to who it's who it's going to be. It's a huge decision for Leeds. They've got to get this one right. Um, the new man, when he comes in, is going to have a major job on his hands um, getting this team back to, to playing something like at their potential. Um, discipline, as I've mentioned, is probably the first thing he'll have to deal with, but Leeds are the lowest scorers in Super League, so he's going to have to get their attacks sorted out as well. The defence is improving. That will give him something to build on. And as I say, the spirit seems to be better now than it was um, a month or so ago. But um, it's one still, I think it's one of the big jobs in, in World Rugby League. But um, big by big, I mean um, most prestigious. But the new man's really going to have his work cut out. I hope um, it can get announced as soon as possible and everybody can, can crack on getting out of leads out of what is a um, is a mess and would be even worse were they to lose to lose on Indeed. Friday. <laughs> Indeed. Um, the, um, the point behind Leeds Leeds at one stage looked like dropping bottom of Super League when to lose winning twelve nil at um, against Hulkar and, and Leeds obviously were losing to, to Castleford but Hulkar did Leeds a favour. Um, but Okay, um, Toulouse are getting closer to a win, so Leeds can't rely on on them not winning. They have to start picking up some points themselves. Um, massive game on Friday. Just worry about the number of troops Leeds have got missing. Um, other games: uh, Wakefield at Hull KR. Wakey capable of winning that one, but Hull KR in, in good form. You'd think probably at home they'll be favourites for um, for that one. Although they're coming back from Toulouse. Um, that always takes takes sit out of a team the the travel, particularly over the Easter weekend. And Castleford at home to Saints, I would expect to be honest. I'd expect Saints to win that. I think if Castleford play out the best, then they can they can challenge Saints, but they'll have to be hundred percent better than they were against Leeds on uh, on Monday. Yeah, there was a smile in there, Peter, when you said about rugby league leaking like a seven. Sure, if it was. <laughs> Cass, if it was in Castleford, if Leeds were in Castleford for a, a fantasy moment, we'd have known who the replacement was before Rich Agar even left. And then, uh, as you well, said as well... Hetherington does, does play his cards very close to his chest. Well, um, he does in fairness, but... Sorry. 
if um, if someone says that they've heard it from a player or they've heard it from someone on the staff at Leeds that so-and-so is the coach, it's not the case because nobody at the club knows <laughs> right. at the time of recording. But um, we should have, we should find out soon. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, <laughs> you know, it's, it's annoying from a, a journalist's point of view, but he's um, he's done very well to keep it um, keep it quiet thus far, and uh, absolutely fascinated to see what um, what eventuates there. Yeah, well, well, the other thing as well that, that you guys in in the well written media in particular, but I know we've said spoken about something in the past, and it could be confirmed this week, and then it comes out in Australia anyway because they don't have the, you know, they've got their stories to to produce. So there's that there's that angle as well, isn't there? Which um, is another sort of minefield for English reporters. But the the interesting one there for me uh, that I spotted while I was away. Sean Wayne, um, the former Leeds player, obviously had a lot of success at Wigan and, and the current England coach. And in your mind, you imagine, well, he probably wouldn't be interested because he, he coaches England. But that said, they only have a few games a year, don't they? And, and the way that things have been with COVID and everything, Sean hasn't even really had that chance. So getting involved on a day-to-day basis while doing England may well appeal to him. And, you know, he's certainly the sort of man you would think that Leeds would need, aren't they, you know, that, that would really tell them to shape up discipline-wise, uh, um, but also get them get them playing again, even if it took another few months or they had to just get through to the end of this season now. But he, I think he'd be a, an interesting and a good choice. I, I don't know much about the Australian chap, I'll be honest. Paul Green, I think, did you say? Um, but, you know. Yeah, he's one of them, yeah. Yeah, he coaches... Um, he's out of the Cronulla system and he coaches... Um, Queensland in state of origin, which right. is obviously a prestige job. And yeah. he was in charge of the Cowboys, North Queensland Cowboys, when they um, they beat Leeds in the 2016 World Club Challenge. Um, so he's got a decent pedigree. Yeah, and that's that's a name that wasn't really being bandied about a few weeks ago, but a, a few people are talking about him now, and um, he'd fit the bill in terms of experience and having coached at the highest level. But um, at the moment, it's all speculation, unfortunately. Well, I'm sure as and when the news comes through, Peter will be at the forefront of that and letting everybody know who the new man is and what his hopes and dreams are for Leeds. But I think for now, Peter, we'll uh, we'll leave it there. Good to catch up as usual. Thanks for all your comments and insight. Uh, just my regular weekly reminder that you can get the very latest rugby league news and in particular the developments down at the rhinos from peter's twitter account at peter smith yep and the yorkshire evening post website yorkshireeveningpost.co.uk and the yorkshire evening post twitter feed too at yep sports desk in addition obviously there's extra rugby league news on the yorkshire post website and through our new colleague james o'brien And you can get the very latest on all sport and world news on those websites too. Once again, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Peter, and we'll be back soon.